All right, everybody. Before we get into this episode, real quick, please go follow our new sponsor, MP Cages and Exotics. If you need racks, cages, Sean's building them. They're awesome. I got my rack. I love it. I put it together. Still waiting on some purges and some other stuff to finalize it and get snakes in it. But the build quality thus far has been awesome. It was super easy to put together. Uh, even for me, because I'm not mechanically yeah. inclined at yeah. all. And I've got, I already got mine in. And, you know, the one thing on top of the awesome quality is, you know, the turnaround time. This yeah. was, this was not, it was not a slow process. Sean busts his butt to get, you know, the stuff out. And it's great. I haven't been able, I haven't had a chance to build mine yet, but I'm excited to. I'm getting this, I have this one that I got in. I'm getting another you ordered one. ordered some tubs and they disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> now I have two sets. No, yeah. And then somebody, the dude today dropped off the other set of tubs. That, that, the original that, ones? Yeah, the original ones I got so delivered. So they never got delivered. No, they, they got. just said they got delivered. No, they got delivered, but to another guy down the street. Oh. So he came to the house today and delivered another set. Nice. So now I have tubs for whenever I need another hatchling <laughs> rack. So... But, uh, and then, yes, so follow Sean, MP Cages and Exotics, and yes. then please go follow our other sponsor, Steve Snakesuary. Yes. Uh, he does the Venom hot sauce. Venom hot sauce. He's running the, uh, his Snakesuary. And you got to give him a shot. If yeah. you like hot sauces, there's something for everyone. Give it you a can roll. Order man. all of them, or you can order whichever one you want. I can tell you right now, if you like hot sauces, you will like these. I am not a hot sauce guy and I thoroughly enjoyed every one of these sauces. They were very, very good. So check them out. Absolutely. Slap some of that cotton mouth mm. venom sauce on like Mm-mm-mm. some grilled salmon or something. Grilled salmon. Yeah. Really? A little bit on some grilled salmon. A little, mm. little, little bit. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. I can I see it on salmon, like tacos. So I'm a salmon freak. I, I can see salmon. it on some tacos. That too. And, Chicken mm. tacos. Oh yeah. Boy, what? What? A little bit. Of, Anyways, yeah. so just wanted to get that in real quick. Enjoy the episode. Thank you. This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 70 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I am Jacob Bratz with J.O.B. Morelia. And tonight we're going to be joined. This is our Bolo Series number three. It's going to be Brian Hayes of VVS Exotics. He's doing all kinds of stuff. He's got some Morelia. He's got some killer diamonds. Like, yeah. Dude, those things. He's got some Oof. really nice diamonds, yeah. But I guess sort of before we get Brian on, you know, we unfortunately we heard the news yesterday and we we're just like I'm sure everybody yeah. has very um, upset to hear the unexpected passing of Mr. Forrest Fanning. It was quite a shock to what sounds like everybody. It, it, what do you say about it, man? I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's yeah. It's a huge it's a huge hit on the hobby. It's a huge hit on a family. It's it's tragic, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, currently, no one really knows what exactly was going on, except a handful of people, and that's okay because you know it really 
isn't the important part. It's the fact that the hobby lost a very big part of itself in him. You know, you think about just how big of an impact he made on things, you know, be it uh, Abronia, you know, feeder stuff, uh, croc monitors, you know, they, they, his collection is incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's not even including all the emeralds he worked with, his green tree pythons, and, you know, Forrest was a man of many talents, many, much knowledge, uh, not many much, but, you know, you know he, I'll say I didn't know Forrest that well. I knew him enough. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I got my feeders from him. I had spoken to him a, a handful of times. And the thing, I mean, the thing that just, wigs me out the most about it is like we just saw him at Carpet Fest. Yeah, and that like, was I shook the his surreal hand. thing. I was literally yeah. talking to him about the magazine and stuff because they were they were interested in advertising. Yeah, I like, I saw him just there. there. Yeah, it's and that's and then it's like. Now. now that person's gone. Yeah. You know? And it's like yesterday I was, I was literally shocked. Like usually when it comes to like hearing about people's deaths and stuff like that, it's usually not people that you've met. Yeah. You know, maybe it's, you know, like celebrities and stuff like that. Some people get attached, whatever, but I don't usually get that affected by that kind of thing. Yeah. But, it's a, <clears> but knowing was, that literally like a month man. ago, yeah. he was, I was shaking his hand and I was talking to him. Yeah. It's, it's it, like it doesn't feel real no it doesn't it, it doesn't at all you know I keep it's one of those things you keep like relaying in your head and telling yourself it is but you know you can't yeah you can't really fathom yeah it doesn't really fathom sink everything in. yeah you know it's you know and <laughs> it's just it hit me it hit me so you know, every, you know like I said last week I just lost my grandma so going this from that not, to this, no. it, it was like, uh, I, I don't know, man. It was, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's fucked. Just think about <laughs> Part it. of my like, French, but it is fucked, you, man. You <laughs> go to Daytona, you know, we were at Daytona and he showed up and it was like, everyone was just now like, let's go hang out and talk Condro. Like a bunch of Condro guys were like, yeah. Hey, there's Forrest. Let's go talk about Condros. Yeah. And, uh, Carpet Fest, you know, same thing. Oh, Forrest is here. You know, everyone kind of just tends to gravitate to him, and I don't know. Yeah, every, know. everybody loved him, man. <clears throat> it's considering everything he's he's done, you know. In he wasn't, you know, he's, he wasn't old. No. And considering how, the, how the amount of things that he's done in that span of time, it's really impressive. Yeah. Few people can say, you know, hey, yeah, I got this I mean, much accomplished he... in this many years yeah he you know he had um he had the the feeder company he had his you know his reptile breeding stuff he was working on zoo dreams and you know it's (sighs) but it is nice to also see the internet everyone sort of put their swords down and all of a sudden everyone's like you know i remember when when me and him talked about this and like that's that's a sign that you you really left your mark on the hobby. Yeah. You know, same with like Rigo Walter. Mm-hmm. You know when everyone, <clears throat> you know misses, like they everyone has nothing but good things to say and yeah, good memories. I think that says a lot. And 
it's it's just such a bummer dude it's also you know even though this is obviously horrible it's still cool to see our our community just kind of come together you know to Mm -hmm. to mourn you know all the profile pictures that uh, that were changed to you know his his feeder company and it's just it's cool to see everybody come together as a family man because you know at the end of the day that's what we are and it's I don't have words, man. It, it's, it's very bizarre. It, yeah, you know? it's like everyone it's not sort fair, of you everyone know? just messaged each other. Yeah, just, like I had a handful of people message me. Yeah, like, do I you had, know about this. And I like, had several people message me asking, you know, you know what happened. Did that, you hear about it? <clears throat> you know, it was also blowing my mind because, you know, not that long ago, if something like that happened, you probably wouldn't have known about it very quickly, but literally within minutes. Yeah. Everybody knew. Yeah. It's crazy. Like just to see it, you know, everything go from silence to zero to one hundred. Yeah. Like what's going on? You know, is this real? You know, it's just. I don't know. I hope we can all aspire to do even half as much as what he's done. You know. Yeah. I, I can I we can only anybody can only hope, man. You know that dude did so much for the hobby, and you know all of us can only hope to be half of what you know he was and half of the influence that he was on so many people, man. And if anyone's interested, there is a GoFundMe. Yes. That you can donate to. I donated a little bit. Um, it's on the. Reptech or I believe the Cold Blooded Cafe Facebook pages. There's a link to it. You can check it out and donate. Uh, it's gonna, I think, cover funeral costs. And there's also like a trust fund being made for Lars, yeah. who is Forrest's son, uh, Forrest and Desiree's son. Uh, very sad. It's really like, it's to me that that also it says something too when you didn't really know a person that well. Yeah. But you still wake up and feel like you feel and part of you feels empty, kind of. Yeah, like there's, there's still something missing now. Yeah, yeah. It's like to me, that's a sign that that you you've really made an impact on yeah. people. Like even strangers, yeah. you know, like musicians and stuff. Slipknot. I used to be a big Slipknot fan, mm-hmm. and when Paul Gray died, I was like really bummed about it. But then I kind of realized, like, I don't know if who I saw was actually who he was. Yeah. But you know, with this it's it's not really comparing it was a lot the two. more personal. Having met him and having talked to him and yeah. having, you know, had him on like, Condo cast at one point. Him, and it's yeah. just like it it hits his a little closer to home. Yeah, it's a lot more real in that aspect, you know. It's <clears throat> this wasn't just a person that you saw on a screen or somebody that you saw on a stage. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, somebody you spoke to, somebody you talked to, somebody you had a you know, somewhat of a relationship with and it's it's really unfortunate. Yeah. It's very sad. I hope everyone, I hope it puts perspective in everyone that yeah. is like, tomorrow you could be gone. So go. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Go hug your family. Go yes. tell everybody you love them, all that crap, man. It's, don't assume tomorrow's going to come because you don't know. Don't take anything for granted, you know. You don't You don't get a say in it. No. You know. Live your best life. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's that's why I wake up every morning like just 
absolutely pumped to do something, whether it's a podcast yeah. or magazine, because it's like, I want to be able to leave behind a legacy like he yeah. left behind, be able to be like, yeah, that guy, that guy yeah. went out there and, and did it and, you know, killed it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I hope everyone, like I said, gets some sort of like, get off your ass and do stuff. Get that mentality in there. I definitely think as horrible as, you know, this entire thing is, you know, I think it'll definitely, you know, at the end of the day also, you know, help a lot of people in that aspect, you know, put things into perspective and, you know, really think about what they're doing and what kind of legacy they want to leave behind, you know, mm-hmm. be like Forrest. <laughs> I say it all the time, man. Like, people lose perspective. Like, literally, all of this could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. You can cease to exist. Someone you know can cease to exist. Like, everything. I think about this kind of stuff all the time. Like, I'm looking at, you know, maybe I'm sitting outside at work or something. You know, a bird or whatever is hanging out on a magnolia tree. I think about them like, this is all going to end at some point. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a last time you're going to see birds. There's going to be a last time you're going to be outside. There's going to be a last time you feel the breeze. There's going to be a last time you think a thought. There's going to be a last time for everything. Yeah. Like, that's it. You get one shot to do anything in this life. And if, I mean, some people, they're completely content with pissing it away and doing nothing. That's fine. Yeah. But people forget. You don't get a second shot. Yeah, you don't get another chance. You don't get a redo. Like that's it. So it's like do what you do if you want to do it, do it. You want to start a magazine, do it. You want to own a cigar shop, do it. You want to be cool like Jake, do it. You want to be Billy Hunt. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just yeah. in all in all honesty, man, it's. Don't just sit around and wait yeah. for stuff to happen. Like, I mean, just in terms go of opportunity after, and stuff, go you've got to gotta carve your own destiny in this life. Yeah. Make your way. You, you want a path, you got to take it. out that machete and create it yourself. Does not just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. Requires work. Requires time. It requires energy. Take doesn't just fall dedication. out of the sky and into your hands. <clears throat> That's all I got. Very inspirational. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, man. You do make me. You do make me want to work harder. Like that. Like that. That. That's legit. Since we've been doing all this, you, you've really, you've really pushed me. Made me want to work harder. And then all this is just like, I don't know. Makes you want to do more. Got a man. Yeah. Like I said, some people, if they don't want to do anything, fine. You got stuff going on in your life, fine, whatever. No judgment. To each their do, own. To each their own. But I choose to wake up every morning and decide I'm going to just attempt to crush it. Burn I'm not going to tell myself. Ground. Yeah, I'm not going to. Because there are some days where I'm like, man, I, like, I go to bed and I'm like, I didn't do anything today. Yeah. I didn't get nearly as much done as I wanted to. But you just gotta wake up like I don't know, pumped. 
Ready and I go. mean, my situation is different. Like I have a job that allows me to do these things. I have a job I enjoy. Like, yeah, I get it. That does help a lot. There are luxuries <laughs> that, that, I, that I have with my work situation and stuff that a lot of people don't. But sleeping in, video games, Netflix, all these other things, yep. in my opinion, are complete time sucks. Especially video games, because I love Destiny just as much as the next guy. But I also know if I play Destiny, I'm going to be playing Destiny for like three or four hours. I don't play video games. <laughs> so, well, no, I take that back. I have a Switch. but I play Candy Crush. It's like a, fa- I have a, it's like a family game. I have a morning routine now. So, like, I Candy get to Crush. work. I open up. I open up whatever caffeine I have. <laughs> I light up a cigar. I check my feed. Check Instagram. Check Facebook. And I open up Candy Crush play it for like i don't know maybe 20 minutes mm. half an hour until yep. i run out of lives and then i'll open up my computer check fauna check king snake then open up like magazine stuff mm. figure out what i need to do i've i have a very like routine existence now it's not a bad it's like thing like groundhog day though there's some days where i'm like this feels exactly like yesterday <clears throat> but cherish everything yep don't take life for granted. Live your best life. Correct. As cliche as that is. That's the it's cliche as hell, but it's it, Well, see, it bothers me true, because man. people post that stuff like I'm living my best life. It's like you're living yeah. your best life on Facebook. Yeah. Behind the scenes. What are you it's doing? It's probably crap. Like Yeah. I was just taking a stab in the dark here, you know. I was like, mm, whatever. But Yeah. <clears throat> but it's true, confronting. man. Yeah. But it's true. Do the best you can with what you got and make the best of it and crush it, man. Smoke them cigars. You don't know if it'll be your last one, so you got to make it good. You're right. Life's too short. I smoke cigars vicariously through you. Me too. Except not vicariously. Oh, let me see. I believe Brian... um, it is it is tea time. Katie's texting me wedding things. Oh. Pictures of ideas she has for <laughs> That girl. Uh do do Ring ring, Mr. Hayes. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, let me go walk aside. You're a little bit quiet. Could you say something else? Um, uh, Oh, that's better. Yep. That, that's mic better. check. It'd probably help can, if I didn't whisper into the mic. Can you hear me? Yep. Awesome. I can hear you pretty good. Awesome. Sometimes we have problems with people being able to hear me for some reason, so... Mysteries yeah, so it was a little like so it, it it it's going in and out from being a little low, but I can still hear you. All right. Well, we'll crank up his gain a little bit. Crank it up. But uh, we are actually recording right now, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I was actually about to ask that. Yeah, yeah. No. Very nonchalant. So you know. 
I mean, we could just as easily do what yeah. NPR did, where they have like you on mute and you're on, and then when they're like, "Hey, here's this person," they turn you up. Yeah, but but I don't know. That's it's that's our charm. Awkward because that's our just, that's like, our sitting charm. Back, sitting back in the virtual green room, like waiting. Like, right. Uh, I guess it's uh, all right. It's time to go. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but that, that that's that's what we do, man. We just Johnny on the spot, you know. Yeah. We're here. We we're rolling. Authentic. Keep it sleazy. Genuine. Is uh, is that Jake talking? Yeah, that's me. Am I supposed to be able to hear him currently? Yes. <laughs> I cannot. It you, sounds. You cannot hear me right now. I can, but it sounds to me like I'm talking on the phone with Justin, and you just like popped in his bedroom to say what's up, oh and I can just vaguely hear that someone else is in the other room. Why is it I don't know different? how to fix that. Are you calling through the phone or Facebook? Oh, uh, phone. Try Facebook. Yeah, this is on the phone. But how did we Does do? It make a difference. Did April was April through Facebook? No, it wasn't. No, I think it's very dependent on people's like connections. Like she's in Memphis, so she's probably got like crazy Verizon 10G like speed of light kind of. No, service. I actually have the opposite of that. I have I have a something called Sprint, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> has has been pretty unreliable at times. <clears throat> all right well i use verizon i'll just sit here and try Wait, to see if i'll scream all right i'll put you on the speaker maybe let me see if that helps at all does it help at all you're right i can barely hear you <laughs> which is unfortunate but i can try and make the most out of it i don't know i might have to email the people that make the thingy we use and see if they have any insight because i don't it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened in a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, I'm I'm trying to like seclude myself in a in a in a quiet room just so I can like really focus <laughs> on trying to hear you. It's all right, man. Uh, well, Jake's used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... So I, I walked into my snake room and now there's like tails buzzing and I'm like, shut up. I'm trying <laughs> to hear. Good old pitch office. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll make the most out of it. We're glad to have you, man. I was yeah. pumped to meet you at Carpet Fest and hang out with you and kick it. Yeah, I felt I felt bad. I actually I got his name wrong. I knew exactly who he was as soon as, as soon as I saw him, but I said the I said the wrong name as soon as it came. I was like, wait, no, that's not it. And he was like, I'll give you one more shot. And I was like, no, you're Brian. I know you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. Man. It was a it, Carpet Fest was an awesome time. It was awesome meeting you guys. And I know we had. Um, uh, Jake, we had bumped into each other at the last Northeast Carpet Fest, uh, but at the time, I like it was one of those things where like I knew who you were, but I didn't want to be like, "Oh shit, you're Jake," you know, "you're you're you're Jacob," you <laughs> know. know I'm I, I, I trying to play it cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely remember seeing you. I can't. I don't remember if we spoke much or not, but like, yeah, I definitely re- remembered your face, man. You should have said something, man. I... But it was it was boy, it's funny as it was kind of the opposite then too, because like I was seeing all these people who like you know I knew who they were, but I didn't know anybody, and so I remember seeing Bill Stegall, uh, and like he walked straight up to me, and I like I go to shake his hand, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm Brian, and he's like. I'm Bill, and I'm like, I know exactly who you are. You don't need to, you don't, you don't have to tell me who you are, dude. I know exactly who you are. That's why I come with you. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm bummed I didn't get to Northeast, but 
One loser. Day. One day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was it. Was a great time, and it was it was, it was awesome to get to meet you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I kind of miss it already. What? Carpet Fest. Oh. It's exhausting to think about having to do it all over again, but I do kind of like get that like it. It hurts so good. <laughs> yeah. Seeing Ian's name pop up on my messenger constantly, I almost miss it. Yeah. How was that? Was that as as stressful as I would uh, guess it was? Everything except like the auction is the most stressful part of all of it because there's just so much you got to get together and coordinate. Right. Right. Everything else, it's like, okay, find someone who has tents, find someone who has tables and chairs, and then figure out food, and then after that, it's like everyone just brings whatever they want to drink. But right. The auction is the part that has just too many moving parts. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it got a little got a little crazy there, uh, in in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed the, the last auction like, was fun. Half of it, I went inside and I was doing. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't there. I saw Kyle like halfway through it, and then or wait, no, not the auction. What was I doing? No, I was there for the auction. That was something else. I just remember I saw Kyle while something was going on. I was like, "Yo!" and I went and talked to him and <laughs> completely bailed on what was going on. But hmm. it's hmm. a little odd right now. I'll, I'll be completely honest. It's a little strange right now because I'm focusing more on trying to hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> Uh, than actually being a part of the conversation. So I'm just, I'm just like stopping. I'm not thinking about what I should say. I'm just like, wait, what did he say? Do you? I mean, do you want to try Facebook Messenger? Calling through that and see if that's any better. Uh, we can try it, but cause it's because uh, it, it's a bit, it's a bit tough right now to be honest with you. All right, let's give it a shot. All right. Bloop. Man, that sucks. No such thing as behind the scenes at THP. Yeah. You know. We just want to give everyone the best audio experience. We can. Yeah. All about that quality. Look at him. That's cool. Just. What about now? Uh, sounds different. Definitely. I can't tell if it's any better or worse. I mean, you sound a lot better. Can you? How do we sound? Okay, I actually, I actually can hear you better now. Can you hear me better? Yes. I'm going to see if I can still... All right, I think we should be good now. Maybe Facebook Messenger is the way to go from here on out, dude. I thought I thought we already established that. We, like, we've like we had some episodes where it was clearly much better, but... Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay yeah, this is a lot better. This is a lot. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. A lot. Sweet. That'll, we'll so, take it. We'll take it. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know or didn't meet you at Carverfest... Who are you? Who are you? What, what do, you, do you do? What do you do? What are you about? <laughs> What's your last four your social? So, um, I'm, I'm, my name's Brian Hayes. Um, I'm really into reptiles, particularly snakes, even more so particularly uh, Morelia and Pichuophis. I've got uh, a couple odd and end things here and there, uh, but almost everything is either Morelia or a pit of some sort. Nice. You do have a little bit of everything, though, even when it comes to the Morelia, because you got some chondros, you got some diamonds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I recently actually picked up a really cool uh, designer green tree uh, from Bradley Waffa, uh, mm-hmm. Waffa House Reptiles, and that thing is super cool because 
it, it's just it's kind of like owning a little piece of chondro history you know with the lineage on that thing going back to like national zoo stock animals that uh, trooper walsh was working with um and then even you know like i mentioned to you in text like looking at the lineage chart you know you see the names of animals who you know you own like the conjure cast with tim morris that you guys were talking about yeah. and i'm just it's, it's kind of cool because you're like oh shit you know like i have something related to that and then um the other the female i have that i plan to pair him with uh was my first chondro and she is a jayapura laracross that i got from uh harlan wall two years ago uh and she's just an awesome looking animal as well um and while, while we're on the subject harlan is an awesome dude mm-hmm. uh, who i have a lot of respect for and he uh he was somebody who when i was first getting in the hobby you know, he was one of those guys who was willing to uh, answer any question I had without me ever saying, hey, I want to buy something from you. Yeah, you know, he was just willing to help me as a person in the hobby um, instead of, you know, just trying to make the sale. And that's something I appreciated a lot, and which is why I went to him when I was looking to buy a Chondra. Yeah, we are we are definitely big fans of Harlan Wall on this uh, on this show. We we had an episode with him, which was, was a, a knockout. Back. Yeah, that was a while ago. He was in, he was probably yeah, he's a, he was in the first ten, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, Harlan's uh, man for sure. He's a little later than that. Mm. Speaking of which, we're coming up on the two year, dude. Are we coming up on two years? On like the fourteenth of March, nineteenth. Yeah. What? First episode got dropped like mid March. Jeez. Well, well, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Nah. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah. We'll have to do a one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get Harlan on again. Dude, I haven't talked to Harlan in a minute. I need to call him. I'll talk to him not too long yeah. ago. Anytime I message him, just even if it's like a simple question, I'll be like, hey, give me a call. And yep. Three yeah. hours yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll forget what I even called him for in the first <laughs> place, but I'll, but I'll like know a lot more than what I you know, originally rang him. You won't have the answer to your question, but you'll know a whole lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 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 exactly right, and, and but in the best way possible. Yeah, absolutely, Harlan. Conversational sarlacc. Yeah, the oh, yeah. his like analogies are just oh my gosh, man, they're hilarious. He kills me with the, some of the stuff he comes up with. Oh yeah, he's got a lot for like you know for whatever it is, he's got some sort of analogy. But but yeah, he was he was somebody who you know when I when I first uh, started looking into green trees, he he helped me a lot with my research along with you know like you know reading the more complete chondro and uh, just you know lurking around on the internet. Uh, but yeah, so I've got I've got um, that female from him, uh, and I've got. Uh, a pair of pure reduced diamond uh, or reduced pattern diamonds from mm-hmm. Greg Heim. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are 2018 animals, so they're still pretty young, uh, but they're out of this world. Oh my god, uh, man. they are insane! Yeah, like seriously, when I got them, like I'm not even kidding. I thought about selling everything I had just to get more, get more diamonds. Uh, <laughs> We've all experienced that struggle with one species. Oh or yeah, oh yeah. Well. It's just I know I know everybody has that one snake or something that they claim is like way different than any other one, but like with those guys, 
or well, let me let me start backtrack a little bit with with my snakes in general like uh typically when i walk into my snake room everybody if they're out they go back into their hides you know they don't want to be seen or bothered whereas the diamonds are the opposite and these guys they'll they'll be in their hides or they'll be perching and they'll come completely out and be you know face on the side of the enclosure you know flicking their tongue like they want to know what's going on and i love that yeah they're uh yeah they're they're really cool man this there's i i really like inquisitive animals like i think they, oh, I, yeah. I think they make you know the the more inquisitive the better in my opinion definitely yeah. uh brettles brettles anytime you walk yeah in, brettles are like Ooh, <laughs> what you got what you got what you got for me today yeah whereas pits yeah. just pits just freak out <laughs> Yeah, and some of some of mine are different. Uh, you know, I know the with those, you know, bulls and pines, they they have a bit of a reputation. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with the group I've got, I've only got one who is is aggressive at all, and that's my my I have a black pine. Mm-hmm. So I've got a I've got a pair of black pines, uh, which I think is cool. But my male is absolutely insane. Uh, he's appropriately named El Diablo. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for a while, I couldn't even get a picture of him with his mouth closed. He, he's, he's something else. Jeez, man. Uh, whereas the female's complete opposite, you know, complete sweetheart, but uh, the male is, oh, he's, he's, he's something else, and he smells so bad. Jeez. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he... Uh, I don't know if he musks constantly or what, but he, as soon as you open his tub, it's like, holy moly. And, you know, you you just just changed everything in there. What are you doing? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stop it right now. I yeah, will literally leave you alone if you stop doing this. Yeah, no, dude. My, I've got, I've only got three uh, pituophis. You know, my one, I've got one. Just it's just a bull snake I got at a at a Repticon, kind of an impulse thing. But he's completely chill. Such a cool animal. I reach in, pick him up. He don't rattle his nothing. Then I have the fork line Sonoran gophers. And those things are absolute sociopaths. Both of them? Both of them. They know. One of them, when I first got him, one of them was chill. One of them was chill when I first got him. But I don't know what happened to Switch Flip. And that thing is an asshole. All bets are off. Yeah. No, dude. Both of them just want me dead so badly. How, uh, How old were they when you got them? I haven't had. I haven't even had them a year net yet. Uh, I may it's have. Close. It's coming. It's good. Yeah. No. It. Yeah. It's definitely coming close it's on like a in year. The spring or summer, you got them, right? Yeah. So yeah, probably around summertime. But so by this, so they're. I think want to say they're going on to two, mm-hmm. two years old. So they're probably a year and a half old when I got them ish. Um, I have to. Mm-hmm. I have to look back. I don't recall the their hatch date for some reason off the top of my head but yeah no they are just they're crazy man they're only f1s so they're very wild still very very close to the trunk of that tree yeah so these came these came from joseph forks you know straight from his his wild caught you know line so but but i mean i think that's pretty cool anyways you know just to just to have something like that yeah, no, they are absolutely incredible, incredible looking animals. They are super, super pretty. I just wish yeah. I could touch them, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Well, the reason I asked, 
the reason I ask is just because with, with everything I've got, like even if it was as a baby, if it was strikey, it's grown out of it. Uh, and even that really pissy black pine, he's he's gotten better than he was. He's still an asshole, but he's gotten a lot better. Whereas you know all my other bulls, uh, they're they're puppy dog tame. Uh, hmm. But I've I've had them since they you know basically since they hatched. Yeah. Uh, and everything in my collection is like that, uh, which I just I don't know why, but I got everything when it was little. And uh, after listening to NPR and stuff, I think that's probably the best way to go with your stuff anyway, so they grow mm-hmm. up used to the way you do things. Right. Yeah. Um, no. And we... I've got I've got them. Um, got a pair of bulls together right now um that i brought out of brumation uh the beginning of last month um and i raised them up uh from from hatchlings one of which is even for a for a male or for a bull in general he's pretty small uh for his age and uh allegedly there were some incubation issues with the entire clutch because when he was a baby he could like coil around my index finger and he was, I mean, he was so small. I sent a picture to Joe from Port City Pythons, and Joe was like, what the fuck is that? I mean, Jeez. it was it was tiny. I think I remember seeing that. Jeez, man. Yeah, he, he was tiny. But but when then I put him in with the female, he didn't seem as small as he is by himself. But they've they've been together uh, for, well, like I said, since maybe, a, maybe the second week of February. Uh, and they're just, they're always together in the hide box. And so I haven't seen anything Um but one morning I went in there and all the aspen had been pushed aside. Uh, so if something happened, I don't know what, but hey, they're not attacking each other. So and they don't seem to be uh, combating or anything. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know some people don't brumate their bulls at all, uh, and they just cohab them year round. Uh, whereas you know. I think most people brumate them, and that was something I was really worried about as well. Is is um, you know getting them cold enough uh, to where they would actually brumate? Because mm-hmm. uh, the last time I fed them before I warmed them up was Thanksgiving. Um, <clears throat> but you know I've never bred them before, so so we'll see. I, you know we'll see. I'm not really expecting anything, but if something happens, awesome. Yeah. I tell you, man, that my, I've gotten two clutches now, you know, not this year, but just, you know, in general, I've gotten two clutches and I never saw a lock the yeah, entire time. Sure. They just, they just hid, they hid in their, hid in the hide boxes the entire time. And uh, I got eggs. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I, I'm glad you said that. That kind of eases my mind. Cause the guy who I've been talking to, there's a, there's a local guy who, um, to me who breeds a ton of colubrid stuff and mm-hmm. and he was saying that he he said he's almost has almost never seen his bulls uh mating but he gets eggs every year yeah um so i'm just i i, I feel like i know more about morelia just because of the, the sheer amount of npr i listen to <laughs> uh, but and so i'm just waiting on one of them to go off feed but right now i mean you know when I feed them, I separate them and I'll feed them and they're still just as, you know, ferocious as, as any other time of the year. Yeah. So, so we'll see, we'll see. I'm hopeful, but you know, not really expecting too much, but that's what I've got, uh, going on right now with those. Um, I've also, I've got, uh, uh, back to the Morelia side of things. Um, I've got some cool like morph projects in the works. Um, 
Uh, I've got an albino zebra jag that Eric Burke produced, um, who and he's another guy similar to how we were talking about Harlan earlier. Yeah. Um, who is just so willing to give out information, uh, which is one of the most uh, I don't know what's, what's the word I'm looking for here, but like beneficial things to the hobby. Mm-hmm. Influential. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's something that you can't really you can't put a price on that or anything. You know, that's just him being willing to answer any questions I have and stuff. Uh, it goes a long way. Yeah, Eric is you know he's. He's the godfather for the best reason. of the best. Yes, he is the oh, godfather. Yeah. Well, well, I remember something I'll never forget. It that that last carpet fest. That was my first carpet fest attending. Was the uh, the twenty nineteen Northeast. Yeah, and it's kind of later in the night. Uh, after everything, it kind of seemed like it was calming down. It seemed like it was calming down. <laughs> it didn't um, last long. And I, yeah, and I. I, I I found myself, it was like me and Eric and, and one or two other people in his office and he was sitting at his uh, computer like showing, like pulling up pictures of snakes and stuff. And I was kind of standing over his shoulder looking and we were talking about Imbricata. And he was like, oh yeah, like that picture you shared on Facebook a few weeks ago. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and then so, and that, that was, that was pretty cool just because it made me feel like, uh, like I wasn't just a guy keeping snakes. It made me feel like I was actually a part of uh, the community, and 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 same with how you get you guys inviting me on here. Um, it's, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, not dude. trying to be one like uh, like a soppy or sappy or anything <laughs> like that, but I don't know the word there. But it, it's uh, you know, pretty cool. No, I'm definitely appreciated. Yeah, dude. I'm not gonna lie. You're the reason I thought of doing this this bolo series talking to you, you the inspiration yeah talking to you is what made me want to want to do this and i came to justin about it and he loved it and so well the fact that you guys did that is it it, it it makes it unique uh for as like it's something that you guys have that no one else is doing uh and like like i just said not only does it help like guys like myself who are you know incredibly passionate about it but you know maybe not known uh by as many people or aren't as established mm-hmm. in the hobby uh you know it it helps it helps kind of reel us in and like make us feel like as like part of the community uh but at the same time you know you're using your platform to help us you know get reach with other people too so it's just it's a really cool thing for sure it's about bringing everybody together that's that's what it's about man it's oh yeah that's exactly the way i saw it is like you know all these you know most podcasts and you know a lot of our shows are people with you know names you know and it's all not that not that you don't as I didn't mean it like that. No, but I know you, exactly what you mean. Yeah, you I'm know, offended. and it just I don't know. There I wanted to do something different that got more that got more people involved with with the shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I wanted you know, like you said, we're mm-hmm. all we're all big, you know, community and you know, we all need to be involved and Well, you know, like yourself and Ryan Cox and Kyle you know, it's like mm-hmm. those are those are our boys. Man. Yeah, like, like, we talk to those guys all the time, and it's like, of course, I'm gonna do everything yeah, I can to help them out. Because exactly, they're, they're homies. You know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, this is completely random, and uh, but at uh, carpet at the Southeast Carpet Fest, I know you guys talk about them all the time, but I met Billy Hunt. Oh yeah, and, uh, <laughs> dude. I don't know what it was about that guy, but like. That he's a cool ass dude. I don't yeah. know how else to put it. Like, he, there's just something about him where like, 
I was like, you know what? I like this guy. Yeah, dude. And Billy, oh, dude. Billy, honestly, he's, like, he's too cool, even outside, like, legit, I was, even outside of the hobby, Billy's, like, one of my best friends. Like, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, I've like, heard you guys say that before, and then when I met yeah. him, I was like, uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Sense. Billy's the bomb, man. I love that guy. Yeah, he's like, you know, there's some people who, like, you, you don't really know them, but you instantly just like them. Yeah. And then there's some people that it's the opposite. You don't know them, yep. and you just instantly don't like them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for me, <laughs> for me, Billy's one of those guys. I was like, dude, this dude's cool as fuck. And then yep. he might have been looking at me and be like, "What is this dickhead doing?" Talking? <laughs> no, Billy. Like, no, man. <laughs> Billy's no, dude. Billy's one of the. He's just. Yeah, he's Billy, man. I don't know. There's no way to describe. He's he's great, man. He's one of my best friends. Oh yeah, he was he was super cool, man. He was a super cool guy. Like I said, and that's what's so great about those events is you know you get to meet those people who have the. Uh, shared interests mm -hmm. and and yeah. like you were said even outside of the hobby that's someone you consider to be a good friend um and so i think that's super cool yeah no it's yeah it, it's 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 awesome man they always if it wasn't for carpet fest you know a lot of you know you wouldn't have some of the relationships that you know you've been able to build it wasn't if it wasn't for daytona you know i wouldn't have met billy if it wasn't for daytona yeah. carpet fest you know i wouldn't have became okay. you know as good of friends with him as you know we have you know it, it started a bit the whole billy thing it started off with him i don't he had never spoken to either of us but he randomly messaged me when i posted um i guess it wasn't random i posted up a super caramel jag for sale and he mm -hmm. he asked me what if it was a female and i had put on there that it was a male and then he asked if it was a female and that's how he messaged me and we just started talking and yeah yeah it was all it was all downhill from there man Oh yeah, so, but going back to Burke, like that's the coolest thing. Like you know that he's when you're like that and you pay attention to everything yeah. going on in the Morelia world. Like you were a legit connoisseur. Yeah, that dude. He's okay. like cigars. Like there's guys that smoke cigars, and then there's cigar smokers. Yeah, you know, he's... there's guys yeah, that, exactly. that really appreciate the craft and the blends mm -hmm. and everything about cigars. And then there's guys that are like, yeah, I just you know, yeah, I enjoy I like them. Cigars. They're not, you know, they're not super intense, but like. Yeah, that's awesome. That or, that's like that's Bert. You know, he paid to he pays attention to everything. He's the most interesting man in the yep, world, for sure. And that's something that him and I have in common, and a lot of others do as well. Is that you know we love the stories. You know, like he knows the history on everything, and you yeah. know how it how it came about, what's the story behind it, and I, and I love that stuff. I eat that stuff right up. Uh, yeah. and, and he's the same way. You know, he's it, 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 so it's really cool uh, to hear about. You know all the stories in Morelia history. Um, and then I tried, um, I tried doing some research on my own to find out about like diamond pythons and stuff. But, uh, a lot of the, that's that a, just ended that, in dead ends. That's a whole different ball game, man. Figuring out the diet, the diamond, all the different lines with diamonds and shit. It's, like it's real a it's a too, yeah it's a it's, people that are like that's not a real diamond yeah you know and that's what i'm getting at like there's i i forget yeah. what locality it is or what line cypress it's from creek. yeah the cypress creek everybody's like they're not pure you know and it's, well one guy i was messaging one guy and uh i was like how crazy would it be if the original diamonds that were brought in were actually like the coastal diamond integrates 
uh, that occurred naturally. And he's like, what? There's, there's no way that could ever possibly happen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That, and that, what I've noticed with diamonds is that if you have diamonds, you will be, you will be questioned by everybody and their brother if they're pure yep. and where they came yep. from. Are there Cypress yeah. Creek blood, you know, and are they crossed with anything? Well, here's and, the question. Do they take it too far? Or do you think that they're legit in their seek and inquisitions of I think purity. both. I think both. Uh, and that's something that I've, I've talked with people about before is I, I think the, the Diamond Python community is kind of like in a way closed off from the rest of the Morelia community. I would agree Just because Morelia, the Morelia community in general is just so accepting and like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a Carpondra or Jack Pondra. That thing's sick. You know, whether you agree with it or not, you know, nobody's going to really like bash you for it. Whereas, you know, the first thing that I get asked when I post pictures of my diamonds online is who produced it. Yeah. And that's the nice way of saying, <laughs> is it pure? <laughs> yeah. I want fingerprints, oh my DNA, gosh. a hair it's sample, so funny. and yeah. then like their whole taxes for the last who, 10 years. Who produced and, it? It's those, yeah, oh, and that, those are exactly the magic right. words. I mean, that's, that's, not an exagger- that's not an exaggeration. And, and then a lot of times I get asked, um, something else i get asked a lot is by australians will ask me what it's crossed with because they don't have the reduced pattern uh yeah. morph over there oh. so they're, they're like this isn't a normal diamond what is this crossed with and i was yeah. like uh probably snake. it's cousins <laughs> yeah a brettles and a uh inland all i'm saying yeah, all i'm saying you know, is if uh if you're into poplins you ain't got to worry about that that uh, whole purity. I'm thing. into all of it, man. You, uh, uh, I get, really am. Get your hand on some For farmed animals and uh, ain't got to question nothing. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind yeah. of like uh, how they say there's the people who are like the the um, the purist and then like the the lumpers or whatever. I mean, I, I can appreciate all of it. It's similar to. The, to the morphs versus the locality, which I don't, which Jake, I know a while back we were messaging talking about bull snakes and how you, you said you were more interested in like the locality stuff. Mm. Uh, where, yeah. yeah. And then I'm kind of the opposite. I, I love the, you know, the bull morphs, mm-hmm. but at the same time you can appreciate both. You can have both. Yeah. I think. And, and I, that, and that's but see, that's just my thing. That's just how I've, where I've gotten to at this point in my collection is like, I've lost all interest in morphs and I just, I love wild types. I want a selective breed and I want to work with localities, but that doesn't mean I hate morphs. It doesn't mean I dislike them. It's just not my cup of tea. I love them just as much as anything. You know, all the other carpets, I think they're all amazing and beautiful in their own. Why don't you have any more morphs, Jake? Because it's just not, like I said, it's not my (laughs) cup of tea. It's not, it's not what, it's right. not what puts fuel in my tank, you know what I mean? It doesn't, doesn't rustle your jimmies. No, it doesn't fuel the fire, man. Like the the what's selective been, uh, breeding, really, the localities. Well, that's what I was about to say is what's really been interesting me and piquing my interest lately is selective breeding and particularly of uh, the Poplin stuff. Uh, and so like I remember I messaged Eric and I was like, you know, how you know, when you produce stuff, how much are you gonna sell them for? Because I need to know how much of my tax return I'm gonna be giving you. <laughs> Can I get a quote? Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a Can I get a quote? And so, and that's the thing. And like, there's so many out there, and they're they're so variable that there's so many directions you can go with them. And um, I know you've seen the one like the the craziest one right now I've, I've seen is well, there's two. One is uh, that Riley has that his red project. Uh, oh yeah. That he's going to be working on that thing is out of this world. Yeah. Uh, 
And then Billy had one too that he showed you and me pictures of uh, when we were playing cornhole. Is it that lighter one? I don't know. Uh, if, Billy's, if, got, pretty, Billy's got, got so many man. freaking pop ones. So He's got so many, but then oh, there's him. so many looks. Because then, if then like if I you know I go back and look at pictures that Eric has sent me of some of his stuff, and I'm just like, holy moly, just because it's oh. It's just yeah, my stuff sucks. You know, whatever. But and uh, I heard somebody, uh, somebody on your show was, was talking about, it, and they're saying kind of it was like um, one is too many and a hundred's not enough or something yeah. like that with those guys. Yeah. And I can one hundred percent see see myself like just falling down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I got a pair of yeah. them. And I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and you know, that's got my fix. that's that's like how I, that's that's kind of how I am. Like I want I want a pair of Condros, and that's it. Like I, I, I totally see you what say you say that now. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I say, say that. that you get <laughs> no, I already have a ball python. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. I went there, dude. He almost bit me in the face the other day. <laughs> I shit you not. I was just looking underneath him, just giving him a look over and he struck at my face about nailed me. But yeah, man, I yeah. just selective, selective breeding. Just it's, I don't know. For me, you got to work for it a little harder, and it's. I think oh, yeah. I, it's. I don't know. That's I, what I love about Condors. That's like you don't have those guys yeah. that are like I don't want anything to do with designers. I only want to do localities, and you don't. Have, you know, the other way around. Like everyone's like, that's, oh, they, like, everyone seems to appreciate both. And that's because there's no. You can't. I don't care how like much of a purist you are. If you show somebody a picture of the sickness or yeah. Clyde Klaus's odd job they're going to know that that's an incredible animal. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you are the, like, the craziest purist out there. There's no denying it. You know, there's just show me a picture of an, an ugly green tree. You know, I'll, I'll wait. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's like yeah, Bigfoot. Exactly. It's like Bigfoot. Exactly. <laughs> no one's seen it. Yeah. I saw Bigfoot at, uh, at Carpet Fest. His name was Justin Smith. Hey. Oh, hey. I, I don't think there's any photographic evidence. <laughs> yes, you're the one behind the camera, you exactly. douche. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ian, we were taking the group pictures. Ian's like, you're not going to be in it. I was like, who else is going to take the picture, yeah. dude? Did you remember that picture yeah, I posted of you next to a Sasquatch? I put spotted in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a good time out there for sure. I know at, at, at later in the night, I was uh, I was definitely feeling it. There's and always remember... like this quiet before the storm period where like a lot of the main group kind of leaves, and then everyone just kind of trickles back oh, yeah. in. <laughs> and then it's like now we're getting into now the it's carpet on. fest. Yeah, Carp- well, I was I was hanging out with uh with you, Jake, and with Andy. And at, and at one point, I don't know what was happening, but I, uh, I, I looked over at Andy, and he looked at me, and we both had that look on our face of like, dude. <laughs> and, and he and he looked at me, and he just he just and I, uh, he just said something along the lines of, "Get right or get left, dog." <laughs> <laughs> I could totally and hear I, that from Andy like, too. Your wide beyond your years. Oh man, dude, Andy's another one, man. Like, if it wasn't for Carpet Fest, like. Dude, I love Andy. That dude's great. If it was for Carpet Fest, I would, yeah, we wouldn't hung out. I'd met him. I'd met him at the last Northeast too. Yeah, it was. I, I I had a very similar deal with him that I did with you there. Like we knew who each other were, but like we didn't talk. Like a couple you of know? cats that can't decide <laughs> yeah. if they want to fight or like be friends. Like they just kind of stare at each other. Oh yeah. Kind of, like the hair sort of raised yeah. up, and they're kind of hissing at each other. But then they're like, I think I might like you. And they're like, wait, no, nope. Uh, 
just make, we're just gonna walk away. <laughs> who's gonna make the first? Oh push? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly how it is. Yeah, yeah. Slightly back to what we were talking about a second ago with uh, yeah. selective reading and versus morphs and locality and all that stuff is you know something I've I've been really interested in is the selective breeding of specific looks within morphs. Um, yeah, and like I've got I've got an exanic zebra uh, carpet that a uh, male that I want to breed to. So I've got a, another caramel uh, zebra jag head exanic. And so I really want to like eventually work on some super high contrast uh, exanic zebra stuff, um, and and, just, and just, there's there's a lot you can do with it. Then I've got like the longer the really long term project with that the exanic zebra to the albino zebra jag, uh, make the double hat stuff, and then down the road you know but that's that's a very very long term project. And here here's my thing with like you know even you know going into like selective breeding within morphs you know if you look at just morphs say take out the selective breeding thing with just morphs it there's only so much you can do like you cap out at some point with morphs but if when you add selective breeding into it either into morphs or wild types there is no limit you can take you can take a project anywhere you know as long as you have the looks that you're trying to get and what you're going for if you work at it like you know the sky's the limit you can take it you can take it so beyond far and that that's what have, that's what is incredible been, about it to me have you have either of you guys seen any of nick mutton's ivory stuff in person not in person no because it, it looks incredible I, i've never seen it in person but that's yeah. like you said like I, it looks incredible so i'm wondering how much further you know you know you get you can go with that because i know he's been working on that for so long yeah i think that's uh, been a 20 and, and a 20 it's, year and it's project. really showing because those things are they look better than the exanic stuff. Yeah, uh, they're 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 so clean. Uh, I love those, by the way. Yeah, they're. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, those things are. Yeah, I see. I know Brandon Wheeler's got it. Got an ivory that he's posted up a couple times, and man, it's yeah, it's just the stuff out of those lines. I'm not a jungle guy, but I I would probably have ivories. Those things are out of this world. I do want jungles one of these days. I want Palmerstons, and I would probably get some ivories at the opportunity of mm-hmm. a rose but yeah yeah some of the some of the gelatin stuff i've seen pictures of looks really yeah. cool too if you're if you're gonna go that route and not just go for the most yellow thing you could possibly find mm-hmm. yeah uh, but you know those things look pretty cool so uh, like at what point did you decide that you were gonna pursue like the breeding thing and what was sort of the motivation behind it well it when I first got into snakes, I've, I've been into reptiles for a, for a long time, but I was more into lizards at first because uh, when I lived at home, I was never allowed to have a snake. Hey, uh, you sound a lot like me. Yeah, and so and so I had lizards, and you know I had mean ass iguanas, I had beardies, and they were they were cool and all. But then once I moved out, I actually held my first snake, and it was Game an over. indescribable feeling. It was yeah. it was like magic. Because here I am holding this this snake, and I'm like, why is it not attacking me? <laughs> and and that and it, it was a wrap from there. And I got one, uh, and then I was like, why is this so easy to keep? And then I got two, and then three, and you know, you know, it, it just went on from there. But yeah. um, I think I'm trying to think when I first decided I wanted to breed stuff because I never got any pairs of stuff until a, a while later. Um, and because it, and when I first got into snakes, I was 
I was just buying whatever I thought was cool. Uh, I would go to every Raleigh Repticon show that came, you know, to North Carolina, and I would leave there with something every time. I would just mess with stuff until I held something. And I know you guys have felt it. Like, you'll pick up a snake, and you'll be like, oh, my God, I need this. Yeah. Uh, and so I had, like, at that point, I had, like, 15 snakes, and it was, like, 15 different species. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it was – and then – I'm trying to remember when I first decided I wanted to breed something, but I think it was after I realized I could get more snakes by making more instead of just buying them. I don't know. <laughs> Why buy more? Let but, me just make my own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and pretty so much where I'm at with the, chondros. Like, I don't really yeah. want to bring in any more. Like, just make more of them. Yeah. And so, and so that's, I'm still trying to recover from that kind of buying spree is where I, where now I'm like trying to, to narrow it down because at first I liked everything. And then as the longer I had it, I started to realize what I like really loved and what I, you know, didn't like as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure everyone has that experience for the, like, this is cool, but I'm not, you know, head over heels crazy about it. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at now with a few things that's, you know, I, with bull snakes, I absolutely love. And then, you know, carpets, chondros, and especially diamonds, uh, diamonds are probably my number one. But, you know, like, looking in my room now, I've got a Woma python that I'm going to try and send to Owen at some point. Like, I just want to get it out of my house at this point. Dude, if you uh, want to get it out, I can give you my address, man. I mean, just... <laughs> well, it's, it's not that I want to... It's not that <laughs> no, I want to get it out. I just know it's a, it's a male that can... That he'll, he'll be three... He'll be three years old next month. And so I just know that there's people out there who can actually, like, you know, use him yeah. in their project. Whereas he's just here. And every time I take him out, he tries to bite the shit out of me. So <laughs> sounds like a woman. <laughs> yeah, and it's and I, I'm what I I know. It's funny about him is like you know if I have people come over, uh, they're like you know does it do any of your snakes bite? And I, you know and I'm just like well uh, yeah, anything with a mouth can bite you, but with that being said, I do have two snakes that absolutely will bite you, <laughs> uh, and that's that black pine and then the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is so, what does the VVS stand for? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so I was it, it ask doesn't. That too. Well, I guess I think it's. So, all right, let me let me back back uh, pedal a little bit. Back so, I love the diamond pythons. Um, and when it comes to real life diamonds, like the stones, mm-hmm. uh, VVS is the absolute highest quality uh, oh, of a diamond. Yeah. That's cool as shit. Yeah. That's clever. Okay. Oh well, thank you. I see. I see you, Hayes. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Okay. I like it because I was curious too. So if you've got, you know, if if one day I'm fortunate enough to reproduce diamonds, you know, you can say you've got VVS diamonds, you know, Uh, or in for that matter, anything VVS, it just kind of implies, you know, something of the utmost highest quality. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I dig it. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. To be honest, though, I don't know exactly what it stands for. I knew when I was like shopping for an engagement ring a while back, but I think it's like very, very shiny or something like that. Granger diamonds. This one's very, very shiny. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, but that's you know that's like the, <coughs> the highest quality of, of, of clarity. Very yeah. shiny. Just very, very VVS. Shiny. Yeah. That's pretty much it because their <laughs> VS is one, and then the VVS is like the the, the top tier, which is it's kind of crazy. But yeah, that's where that came. shiny squared. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see those diamonds, man, those, those ones you posted, it just, just it's like 
like seeing yours now when I see diamonds, I get mm-hmm. that like you I might have itch. to try that eventually. Like that I itch. might have to get some and give them a shot. That's not dude. Yeah. See, dangerous. diamonds are the they're so they're not cheap. So it's like it's hard to be like one. Oh, I kind of want to try them. Like that's a that's a project. Like that's that that is a that. Mm, mm. You're, and you're right. They're not cheap, but they're not crazy either. I don't think they're, uh, they're not know. nearly as bad as they used to be. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I obviously. I don't know they used to be, but I know if I'm looking at a designer green tree neonate, uh, those are going to be at least double what I paid for my pair um, of diamonds. Yeah. And, you know, and people fork over that, you know, pretty readily, uh, it seems like. Yeah. I'm still gunning for ones, dude. For emblems, uh huh. I'm like, I keep talking to Bert. I'm like, yo, let me know what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, emblems are. Let me, let me find out. Yeah. <laughs> what are the, which locality of the coastal is it that's like the least common and they're they're pretty expensive? I think you're you know talking about the Rockhampton. Yes. It, I know it's either those or the Cape Yorks. I don't remember which one it was, but they they looked really cool. Like you could definitely tell they were different. But yeah. they were they were yeah, pretty high. The ones that have kind of that I reddish tinge. I think yeah. I, I think you may be talking about the Cape Yorks. I know the Rockhamptons are really really scarce, um, but mm-hmm. I, I think I think you are talking, referring to the Cape Yorks. I think Eric posted one up not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it was a. It may have been a Cape York. I don't know. I just like yeah. them. Yeah. Eric's yeah, like, hey, Eric keeps insisting people are sleeping on them. Yeah, man, I'm I love coastals. Like that's I've got my little inlands. coastal project. Oh, inlands. I'm talking about inlands. Oh well, he's talking about uh, he, he was talking about coastals. Yeah. But yeah, you have Mogline inlands and stuff like that. Yeah. Wait, but, wait. When I'm you, we're talking about inland coastal carpet pythons. No, no, inlands, inlands and coastals are different. Oh shit. Well, you just taught me something. I thought inlands were a type of coastal no, carpet. It's no, it's a subspecies, separate subspecies. Yeah, coastals oh. are McDowelli oh. and inlands are oh, escaping, you know. escaping me right now. The more you know. Yeah, I wanted to say it, but for some reason I thought I was wrong. Yeah, McAlfe or something like that. Yeah, no, they're completely different subspecies. They're the, uh, in my okay. opinion, they're the wild types that look exanthic. Like, like I've, I've, yeah. I've told yep, everyone yep, yep. says they're blue. Yeah, like they're, you see them in person, yep. that's a blue carpet. Yeah, they're. Yep, I know exactly which ones you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. they have I, like a steel, steel yeah. bluish. Yeah, but I like the I like the ones that have the kind of the red thing going on. Yeah, like Eric has some that have that that red sort of peeking through and mm-hmm. like the the pattern a little bit. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god, boy. Yeah. Well, the ones, the ones I saw of Eric's in person uh, that I really that really stuck out a lot to me. Uh, were the the M pen coastal stuff he had? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, man. They were, uh, oh my god, they were incredible. And then of course that the big um, the citrus tiger uh, female he had with those really clean patterns on them. Any of the or citrus the, stuff is yeah. just. Every time I oh, see Riley, Riley's got god. a citrus head albino that is just on <laughs> fire. Yeah, that thing is smoking, man. Speaking of, of like stuff, stuff like that, uh, well, before before I saw Eric's stuff the night before, I um, I'd messaged uh, Owen, and I was like, "Hey man, you know, do you think I could come by and check out your collection before Carpet Fest?" And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And I get over there, and he's showing me stuff and taking it out, and he's showing me rhino rat snakes, which I'd never seen in person before. 
and I'm just like, I'm in love with them. Uh, I mean, I love these things. And he takes them back, and he's keep going, and then he pulls out his rough scale pythons, and he hands me one of them, and he's like, all right, so uh, so, so what do you think? And I'm like, oh, it's cool. Uh, I like the rhino rats better. And he has this look on his face. And, <laughs> and he's like, and he takes the rough scale back from me. And he has this look on his face is like, he's like, give me my child and don't ever speak to me. <laughs> out. Get out. <laughs> the door. Get out now. Blasphemer. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I don't that, want to talk about rhino rats. Yeah, I was about to say, dude, just tread lightly yeah, on the rhino. Yours, I know, tre- tread lightly with the rhino rat here's stuff. The, here's what's here's funny the thing. about that whole thing is Terry Burwell loves to remind me that I lost it. <laughs> dude, that sucks. <laughs> I think I, po- I posted pictures oh of the, the new Bears rats from Ron Allen. No, and he Burwell didn't. was like, Try not to lose these. Oh my like, god, man! Every time he's like, "Try not to lose it." Like, have, one time. Well, pretty, I love how. Young. Yeah, mine was very. I love small. how it's that's the one animal that you didn't find. Right. Like out of all right. of the alterna that have escaped out of that stupid rack, and you have found them every single time, but the rhino rat was the one you could not find. Like that oh, sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've lost, I've lost two two bull snakes uh, in two different houses that, that I never found. Mm. Um, one was like the second snake I ever got, and it escaped. I never found it. And then later, the or the next year for Valentine's Day, I bought my my now wife um, uh, one of its siblings that was an incredible looking hypo uh, bull snake, and that got out. And then we never found that either. And then one night I went, I, th- I think I've told you guys about this, but I went into my snake room one night to kind of cut everything off. And uh, my male diamond python was out of his enclosure mm. and like scaling up the side of the window. And I nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> Jesus. I had a chondro get loose a couple of weeks ago. I was like, first of all, I started looking up in the snake yeah. room. I was like, surely you're at the top of one of these tubs of these racks. Nope. And I was like, <laughs> I had the sneaky suspicion. was like the laundry room on that rack above the washer dryer. And sure enough, I open the door, and behind the paper towel, she's just kind of sitting there like, oh, hey. Snakes, when you find snakes that you've been looking for, anytime they see you, they just like have this look of like, fuck, you caught me. (laughs) Like, damn it. I don't even know how she got up there. That's what's crazy. Like, the dryer, there's no, like, surface for her to cling on to get up there. Like, she can't climb the dryer. It's too smooth. So I was, like, kind of looking at her the whole time. I was, like, I was really impressed. (laughs) I really want to know how you got up there. Yeah. So you put her down and watch her do it again. But I was like, I bet you she's in the laundry room on that rack. Yeah. Sure enough. She was not happy to see me either. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not going back. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I was about to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've had snakes get out occasionally, but I've never lost one like permanently. That's that's one thing I can say has never happened to me. Knock on. Well, consider yourself lucky my friend yeah that's uh, not a fun feeling yeah i would imagine not especially so. when it's around a rat snake that you really liked that somebody oh. gave you that somebody gave you <laughs> just oh that's had, even worse I had to throw thank that you tip. it's even worse that's why i feel bad i even told terry i was like you know if i had if if i had gotten it on my own accord and lost it i wouldn't feel so bad but because it was a gift yeah 
I feel even worse. Yeah. And I hated to have to tell him. I told, I'm like, it's like, I just got to message oh, yeah. him and let him know. I know you procrastinated for a couple days. It's almost like you days. didn't value the gift at all. You know? It's like you just kind of smacked him in the face and told him, you know, like, I don't give a shit about you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you just slapped him right in the face, man. You kicked him in the balls and screw you yeah. and your yeah, rhino you really rat. You just showed him what you thought about your friendship with him that, you know, by, by letting him escape yeah terry oh, said i'm gonna man. keep giving you hell about it until i don't find it funny anymore <laughs> so who yeah, knows how long that's gonna go yeah. on but burns are so good like i gotta go get some like aloe vera lotion they're just they're rough like third degree Skin oh my grafts, god oh jesus yeah well oh that's what happens when you're a dumbass i'm just kidding buddy. do it on purpose i know i'm just kidding it was. It happens to everybody. Snakes get out. Mm. Just you know, they're usually not rhino rats that somebody gave you. But you know, it's... <laughs> I hate you. Oh man. So uh, on that note, uh, if you can see a, a gap in your rack, anybody that's listening, that you, you think, think it if you out, think it can, it might get out, it, it probably will. So not probably, it can exactly. Unless you have a condo, then it's not going to do anything. See, the only reason she got out is because I I left the door open. Like the glass is so clear sometimes, like I can't tell if it's open or closed. Like I'll literally have to touch it. And this time I just I left it open. I was changing water or something. I came in, she like wasn't on the perch, so I was like, what the hell. So I checked under the under the puppy pad or whatever. I was like, "Crap, she's not there either." It's like, then I started like Arnold Schwarzenegger looking for Predator. I just kind of started like slowly looking around the room. You're just waiting to get bit in the yeah, face. Pretty much. Like... I was like, she's probably staring at me right now, and she's as soon as I see her, she's probably gonna nail me right on the yep. nose or something. God, that hmm. would suck. God, that would suck so bad. But the Conjures, at least, like I said, if they get out. You know they're not gonna like go find some little crevice somewhere. Like they're gonna be up some carpet, some, something. And that's why carpets are hard, man. If carpets get out, they could be literally anywhere. They might be up, they might be down. Oh, yeah. They'll be wherever they want to be because they do that. They can do whatever they want instead of just go up story, and sit on a uh, stick. I think that qualifies as a point for the superior morella. Why? We should start keeping tally of this. No, it's not a point for you. Not no. this again. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> He's like, no, God. <laughs> We were doing so good. <laughs> hey, nobody said superior once. You own both. You don't. Well, I do too. Yeah, fucker. Yeah, well, I, you know, but you also have the pop ones. Yeah. You know, we just have to. There has to be some happy middle ground there. But I, I was just thinking, you know, speaking of the, the lost snake thing, I remember I was talking with Harlan one time and we were talking about Apatora. Oh, and God. he was he was oh. talking about how he had one escape down a toilet one time. Yep. But he yep. ended up getting it back, which mm. is. Yeah, it's, it, that's just insane. Yeah, I remember he he he's told me that story. I think he's told me that story twice, actually. But yeah, that's. Uh, I want. Don't even talk about Apple. Yeah, I'm working on. Um, so bad. Speaking of that, uh, so uh, the one the rack the one rack I have now, uh, I built myself uh, like two and a half, maybe three years ago, uh, and it turned out really well. And, and I'm working on now a complete. Um, like a complete new snake room build now that I've mm. moved everything in a different room. And so, uh, with a, with the racks, I'm definitely going to try, I'm going to do it a different way. Like I'm going to turn the, um, the tubs long ways so that, uh, save some space, uh, horizontally and yeah. can just stack them more vertically. 
but uh, this time I'm also only leaving like maybe a sixteenth of an inch air gap, whereas before I've got like a quarter inch, mm-hmm. and that apparently too much for colubrids that were a year year old and younger. Yep, it's incredible. Uh, like you, you're like, there's no way something can fit through that. Yeah, and then they do. Well, they just like, wow, oh, yeah, they, what the hell? Well, fuck me. They <laughs> squeeze so hard. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a my my rule of thumb is if the head can get through, the rest of it can. So if oh, you I'm think sorry. the head can squeeze through something, the rest of it probably can too. Yeah. Well, the good thing about losing a few snakes is that it, it makes you paranoid enough that you take mm. extra steps or try not to lose them anymore. Every night before bed yep. now, I go through and I make sure all the tubs are pushed in, all the little wedges are under them in that rack, and like make sure everything's closed up. Yep. Do my little night check. Um, yep. And hey, and hey, Brian, if uh, if you're ever interested in uh, some racks or some cages, and you don't feel like building something, hit up our boy Sean Wagner and MP Cages and Exotics. He'll, uh, Smooth. He'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. He'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. But I've I've already got a good bit started in here, and yeah, I enjoy yeah, I, um, I enjoy building my own stuff, and, and yeah, woodworking has sure. been a hobby of mine for a long time. And I got you. Um, yeah. So it's just it's just actually finding the time to do it. Uh, is the hardest issue is the hardest part i got my yeah, no, rack yeah. from him and it's awesome yeah Once but no i, I well I, I, from Burma, I, I totally to i totally respect people who want to build their own stuff i'm just i i'm too stupid i it's not that i'm sure i could do it i just like i don't feel like it like i just well, I, I don't a, i don't want to like i don't want to build my crap i know i could you know, save money of, but there's a lot of little things that you don't think about until it comes up yep. later down the road with that sort of stuff. Like, for, for example, here's an example. Um, when I was doing this big, it's a big left to right wall to wall, floor to ceiling thing with both cages and racks I'm trying to do. Um, and I drew up this crazy, you know, detailed blueprint. And, uh, you know, what I didn't take into consideration was, and that looking in hindsight, it was kind of silly, but when you buy three quarter inch plywood, it's not really three quarters of an inch. Um, you know, sometimes it's like a heavy five eighths or something. Yep. And when you have, you know, a 13 slot rack, uh, that, that adds up really quickly. And then next thing you know, you know, stuff's not lining up uh, properly and you end up with extra, an extra, you know, slot, half slot at the top or something like that. And so that's, it, uh, if you can plan it out well enough and you know how to use all your you know tools, there's really nothing to it. Yeah, and I, you know, when with Sean, he just, Sean just, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and and Sean just got his uh, CNC machine, so I know that, I can only imagine if you're a builder, that makes your life a whole lot of, oh yeah, so Brian, Brian, if that's, if if that's something you're really interested in, man, you know, looking at an investment on a CNC machine one day, build your own stuff. Never know. Yeah, well, I've got to get another shop first. Uh, the, the house that I uh, I bought my house in December of 2018, and this one does not have a shed. Uh, uh, well, it has a shed. It doesn't have a shop. Yeah. And the shed has no power out to it, and it's like it's tiny, yeah. uh, and it's just I, there's no room to really do anything. So anytime I'm building something at home, and the rare occasion that I do that. You know, I have to set up my table saws and stuff out in my driveway. Yeah. Which is kind of an asshole. Because then if it starts to rain, I have yeah. to pack everything up and rushing it just really, back really... inside. And so and and for that that alone, it's almost worth buying the cages <laughs> and stuff. Just because, you know, you can go ahead and get it. Uh, mm-hmm. instead of having to wait until the weather's nice and 
have free time and you know all that yeah. stuff. It's like the the convenience fee, so to speak. And yeah, there there's the convenience you know aspect to it, and you know the big one for me, you know, because I don't have the wood woodworking skills that a lot of people do. You know, it's for me, it's just like I want no, something. I want something done right you know when i get it the first time you know it's like i want yeah. it done professionally i want it done well because like i i don't trust myself enough to make a properly functioning cage you know that can take you know high amounts of heat and you know crap mm-hmm. like that so it's like i you know i'll pay the extra for somebody to you know make me something professional and good yeah. that, I, that i can trust you know because at the end of the day this is you know it's something going in my house that could potentially burn it to the ground so it's yeah you know <laughs> yeah and, and it's different too you know when you if when you're if you're not like super experienced if you go and spend all this money just on material alone you know if you you know you mess up one thing and you know that's that's going to cost you for sure whereas when you buy something that's pre-made uh, you know you don't have to worry about that exactly so don't get me wrong. If you can build your own stuff, more power to you, man, because you can you can save a lot of money doing that. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. I I wish I, looking back now, I wish I would have like uh, kept up with how much like the the rack I built costed uh, total for mm-hmm. everything. But but I really don't think it was much. I think it was like two sheets of plywood, and then I bought uh, some wood to face face everything with, as if it was a cabinet. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I had to buy the heat tape and the thermostat, right. um, which I and so total I think the most expensive thing was like the thermostat. Yeah, I was about to say the thermostat <laughs> cost more and all that stuff put together probably. Yeah, and I, and I built it like in an afternoon that I had free, so yeah. and it and, it's, and it holds three, you know, nine nine snakes, and I just happened to to build it like that because that's all I had at the time. Yeah, you know, snake one. Nice man. She said you got you got pituovas together. What else are you planning to to get bred this year? This year, that's it. Unless I randomly can find a male to put with a, a coastal carpet I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, it's just the the bulls. Um, I'll, I think I think next year will be when I start having more stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, everything I have except for like two snakes is um, what I bought when it was a baby. Uh, so a lot of my stuff is like 2017 yep. and then, you know, 2018. So everything's still growing up. I've got everything right now is a, except for like one or two snakes is over a year old. Um, but it's still like, you know, I'm still playing the waiting game. Well, we definitely respect that around here. That's something we've always advocated is, you know, taking your get, time. getting babies, taking your time, raising them up. You know, it's think, the, the experiences alone is incredible, but it's it, it's rewarding at the end of the day. And yeah, yeah. we definitely respect that. Um, I think you just value everything more when you put yeah. that much time into an animal to raise it up to that point. You know, there's, you got yeah. more sweat equity in it. Yeah. Yeah, I tried the I tried breeding for the first time uh, last year, and I've got a big uh, leucistic Texas rat snake that um, I was messaging uh, Owen about, and uh, I was telling him I've been looking around. I was like, I've got this big female. I'm looking for a male, and yada yada. And next thing you know, he's like, Well, I've got a you know I've got a, a big male that's het leucistic. He's like, I'll I'll send him to you, and I was like are you sure? I was like, I've never even attempted breed snakes before as a disclaimer. 
And he's oh yeah. So he sends it down to me. And this thing is huge. It's the, it's the biggest rat snake I've ever seen in my life. And it was way bigger than the one I was about to try and pair it with. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? YOLO. And so I put, I put them together and I'm like, oh, wow, they're getting after it. You know, they're, they're going around after each other and stuff. And the female has her tail up in the air and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, get in there. Like she's welcoming in. Or welcoming <laughs> in. <laughs> and then, well, next thing you know, uh, I'm talking to people and I'm like, oh, so that's what rat snake combative behavior looks like. And so uh, it, it turned out that my female was a male all along. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, you know, you learn you learn more from your failures than you do um, from the anything else, I think. Yeah, that's, hey, yeah. I mean, at least you figured out it was a male. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I, yeah, I got that. And then after that, I went and I had somebody uh, actually sex a lot of my snakes, like pro, actually probe them. Um, and just to make sure, because everything else was exactly what I, you know, I thought it was, but just having that one, it kind of made me paranoid. Uh, but, that, but that's one of the good things about, uh, like some of that, the, the stuff will shed out, you know, uh, whether it's the sperm plugs or, you know, the ova or whatever it is, um, that makes it a lot easier or not easier, but it like, will you know, definitely confirm. Less if invasive. Any. Yeah, and because that's things I, I don't want to, I don't want to risk hurting my animals, you know. Mm -hmm. Dude, I tell you, I had the most, you know, it, at at the end of the day, it was my fault. But I got a pair of carpets in. They were older animals, and they looked very, very similar. But they were a male and female pair, and I kind of got them mixed up, and I forgot which was which. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's cool. I'll just I'll wait for a shed, and then I'll know. They both took dumps in each one of their like next three sheds it took me uh -huh. like two three months to figure it out after like i had got them because i forgot <laughs> and they kept crapping in their sheds every time they did so i couldn't oh, i couldn't right. see then but finally i got one and i was like aha you're the female <laughs> so we're good <laughs> you know and yeah, yeah. I've, I've had some of the last last few sheds for my my green tree and for the the bigger coastal I have, they both shed shed out, and it was you know it showed female. And so then I got that um when I got the male chondro, you know it had it had already been produced plugs. So it's like all right, I think I think I've got a pretty pretty confident I've got a pair here, and I'm gonna yeah. try and um you know depending on how it goes, I'm gonna try and pair them at the end of next year, or then they'll both be like four years old. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd rather, I definitely want to play it safe with those guys. Yeah. Um, and they've got, they've got a good amount of growing to do as well. Definitely doesn't hurt to give them time. I like yeah. for, for females, I like four to five years old, you know, at least carpet wise. I don't know condor wise, Justin, I don't know what you like, but I know carpet wise, I don't at three at three. I might attempt breeding, but I don't expect anything. If anything at three, I'd give them like a, a season two get used to being around male type of thing. I understand they're probably not going to produce, but at year four, you know, I feel like four mm -hmm. years old is a, is a solid number. And even five is, you know, obviously even better, you know, and right. I'm sure if you'll be, if you're in the Morelia community at, at all, you know, I'm sure you've heard the whole, you know, age is just as important as, you know, the size and Maturation. weight and all that. If, I think even more so. Yeah. Probably. If not more important, you know, they have to be, they have to be mature to, you know to breed and that's yeah yeah and so that's like i said that's why i'm gonna with those guys i'm gonna you know they'll they'll be four um 
and I, I think I, I feel confident that at four years old with the Condros is is a is all right to, to test for the first time. Yeah, it would, um, yeah, definitely safe to at least try. You know. Yeah, and then some people wait longer, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who you know do it when they're three. But I would just rather wait the extra year. You know, better be safe than sorry. Yeah. With males, I mean, yeah, that that's a completely different story, you know. For me, if a male's two years old and he's as long as he's got a decent weight on him, I'll try, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, females, I like I like four years old at the least. Yeah, and and that that the more I'm looking around my snake room, I'm thinking, you know, probably next year is when I'm going to have a couple of different pairings going. I'll have you know the bulls I've got together now. I'll have another pair of bulls. Uh, I'll have you know maybe the chondros as well. Uh, so, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Your first season hitting the ground, man. It's so, uh, it's almost surreal in a way. Like, man, I'm finally, finally doing this, you know? And mm-hmm. then, and when you get, you get that ovulation, you get that prelay shed and then you got eggs on the ground and it's all real. And you know, it's, dude, I'm sure I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Oh dude. It's. <laughs> I, I dude, I'm not gonna lie. I broke down in tears when I got eggs. Like I shit you not, I was so you know for my first clutch, I was so happy. Like I, I straight up broke down. It, I, oh my gosh, it was it's what insane. A nerd. I'm just saying, yeah. man. It was that was the defining moment in my life. That was something I've been shooting for for you know a very large chunk your, of my life. So, how did your first clutch turn out? Like as far as like eggs laid, how many were fertile and how many hatched? I got my very first clutch was a cup, a clutch of poplin carpets, and I got nine. She dropped nine eggs, and they all looked good. I didn't get any, you know, eggs that looked like slugs, but I had one that got nasty mm-hmm. in the incubator. But the other eight hatched out just fine. And then, and then on top of that, every single baby ate frozen thaw the very first time I offered them food. So it was almost too easy. That's a pop one. That sounds pretty nice. Justin, was the were the chondros your first clutch, or had you produced other stuff before that? They were the first clutch that I had done of snakes. On my own. Well, yeah, I guess when you were younger, yeah. Yeah, me and my dad bred corns when I was a kid, like two thousand. Mm-hmm. Through the two to two thousand like four ish, so I kind of mm-hmm. like I mean I, I had a grasp of the whole sort of process of everything, but that was my first time breeding gondros. Oh, nice. We Do did, you think we that, did it together, uh, buddy? So you've would you say that you've been into reptiles your whole life because of that? Then because yeah, your dad I, mean, I was them? I was into them when I was a kid. I mean, I wasn't not gonna be one right. of those people that's like I've been keeping since I was five. <laughs> I had, oh, some, yeah. I had some rough green snakes as a kid, and I'd go out and catch grasshoppers and feed yeah. them. And you know, then yeah. my dad—he he was like, a big hunter, and so we'd bring home like some corn snakes and stuff. And I never really kept those; those but just, we just let those go. But yeah, but, yeah. I had an iguana when I was in middle school, and let me tell you, that was the meanest fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't and, understand why I, people but enjoy I loved them. it. But I, I mean, I, I don't know why, but I loved it for some reason. It would <laughs> bite me every time I held it. It would smack the shit out of me with its tail. And <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like everybody kind of started with lizards, man, on their whole journey. A lot of people did, at least. I know I did. I started with leopard geckos, my first reptile. Very first snake I quote unquote, like kept, quote unquote, was a little decay snake that I put in a critter fever with some leaf litter, and I left it on my desk in my room. And it decayed. It got well the sunlight <laughs> and just 
big hashtag biomagnetic setups. The sun, the sun. It sat in an area <laughs> where there was direct sunlight for pretty much half the day, and I came home and that thing was just fried, bacon. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Crispy. God, I'd feel so you, bad. You live and you learn. You know, yep. at yep. the cost of that poor snake. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He's just ripping you, man. I love it. Oh man! Finally, instead of you and yeah. Billy giving me shit, it's Killed me and Brian giving you shit. Do you want to talk about that too? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh man, I've never kept anything like that. Speaking of like keep, or keeping stuff, I've, there's been a few species that I've been really like wanting to pull yeah, the trigger on. What are you, what are you Jones and for next? Yeah, like, but yeah. That, of, I guess I that could, that could be our that could be our next day like future projects. What do you so, want? Uh, so I'm really into the larger colubrid stuff, um, yeah. and I've been really into like the spilotes, uh, like the the Mexican tiger rat snakes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Doctor Billy, right now. you need Doctor Billy. <laughs> those, those, something about those, man. Um, I've also been talking to some people about like uh, about eastern indigos and what I need to do to to get them, but mm-hmm. at the same time. There's such an active snake. There's that's something that I would want to have in like a really large enclosure. Yeah. Um, and so th- there's also me thinking like just because I can, you know, just because you can you can get something doesn't mean you should sometimes. Um, but I've also always, I've been into creepos um, for a long time too, or not a long time, but like two and a half years since I saw, first saw one. They've been on the list too. Um, but at the same time, I'm also at, uh, at a point where I'm like, okay, like I, I spend a lot of money on snakes, and I probably should, you know, wait till I can produce something that way that I can have the hobby help sustain itself, mm-hmm. and I'm not, you know, sp- you know, buying money because it seems like every time I buy a snake, the next one I get just happens to be more expensive than the last. Yep. And uh, and I don't know why, but I I have a horrible thing where I'm I'm like into the snakes that cost a lot of money. Yeah, that's uh. That's how it goes. I, I'm lucky, man. But pop ones are not that expensive, realistically. Right now. Yeah, right now. Some of the, don't get me wrong, the selective bread stuff's gonna get there. Like it yeah. Oh yeah. But for the large majority, like my farmed animals, they're not expensive. But I love them with everything that I mm. have. My scrub pythons for the most expensive animal I own. Ooh. Yeah, those are also about uh, things. Uh Apador is on the list. I know they're on your list too so hard so hard because i had i'd never even seen one until the last carpet fest uh, where eric had the uh that baby one yes i and, i remember it fondly brian oh so, oh, oh so fondly oh so fondly yes like i got i got this feeling when i held that snake that i can only describe as like the butterflies in your stomach when when your crush kisses you for the first time, I don't know. <laughs> nah, man, it's that was holding that thing was better than sex. That whoa, yeah, yeah, Hold up. <laughs> yeah. No, I said it. Whoa. I said it, and uh, yeah, I, I'll stand by that. Well, it's hard. Just it's hard for you to compare girlfriend. something that to, you know that you've never experienced. So, is uh, little... Jake definitely doesn't have a leg to stand on. What? <laughs> oh, nothing. You only held Apodora. Yeah, whatever. Okay. okay, never, never mind. Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll just go, we'll Real just go fun. back only taking shots. <laughs> yeah, go back, go back to that, Brian. I don't appreciate that. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, man. Apodora, they're Apodorable. Ugh. Oh my well, god. Just, they, they, oh, dude, they're amazing. But at the same time, like I kind of have like the like this mantra that like if I have to pull something off of me, I want to be able to. 
and uh, those things are pretty strong and they get pretty big. Yeah. See, and but that's, that's you know, my my thing with them is though I I think they're yeah they get very very large yes but I almost think they're too intelligent to even try that on something they can't eat. You know what I mean? Like I, they're they're very very smart species. I you know I don't have to tell you that. I'm sure you know. You know. Oh, yeah. So I just I don't. I I see definitely see where you're coming from, and it's one of those things. You know, with an adult, I would you know you know two people around is definitely not a bad idea. But you know, I still think they're. I don't know if they're not going to try and eat it. I don't think they're going to try and crush it. Type of deal. Uh-huh. You know. And with and with those with the larger stuff, it, it is some for me. It's similar also to what I was saying about like indigos. Like if you know if if I got something that's going to get that big, like I really want to be able to uh, give it something more than a tub. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Whereas it's kind of hard. You know, that's why I haven't like dabbled in retics or anything because I think retics are some of the most beautiful animals there are. Right. Uh, but they just get so big. I not only do I not want to you know have to try and pull a pull a huge retake off of me one day but you know how do you how do you really house that you know right. morally yeah morally that's that's yeah. the key word there morally yeah well, there, there's a lot i see morally with those you know like i've i i don't know i've seen it shows i've seen guys like selling retics to little kids and they're yeah. like oh if it gets too big you know you can just bring it back and i'll take it back from you and i'm just like oh, and resell it and make two times the money on the same yeah, yeah. whereas i don't i personally wouldn't do that but you know to, to each their own you know yeah i'm not gonna sell you a, a retic and say oh it doesn't get that big it only gets 12 13 foot you know that's that's still yeah. pretty big and that's like being conservative yeah uh, <laughs> yeah my my thought with apodora is like you know i you know because they're so big and the whole size thing like i want i want a pair i want two and I want to. I want to get with Sean. I want to get some eight by four by fours made, and mm-hmm. put them. Have two monster cages in there for some big ass Apodora. Call it a day. Well, what if, what if you just get one and I get one, and then we'll just breed them together one day? I can do that. Except I'm probably still gonna get two. You can have another <laughs> female, and then we'll make it a trio. How about that? There you go. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude. And yeah. then, yeah, half door, very high. Yeah, on with the, list. with those, I don't, I, I don't think I would get two. But at this, but I'm also at the at the point where, like, if I get anything else new, I'm like, I may as well get two. Like, yeah. I'm like, what am I? Just, why would I just have one, especially yeah. something like that? Gotta have a pair. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's the arc. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, oh, I gotta have a pair, so. Yeah. And I, I have that same mindset now. Like if I if I if I'm looking at something, I'm like, okay, how much would it be for the pair? Yeah. Or what what would it be good to raise this up alongside of to pair with one day? And yeah, uh, just because you don't want to have just one thing hanging out. There's not nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just now that I'm decided, I want wanting I'm wanting to reproduce a lot of stuff. I want to make sure I have pairs of the stuff that I want right. to breed. But that's that's but there's also stuff like I don't want to breed something if I'm not super passionate about it. You know, that's not that's why I'm not right. you know, actively looking for a female for this woman. You know, I have a lone male banana ball python too. You know, I had a female, I sold her. You know, I just I just I didn't want to the way I think about it is like if I produce a clutch of animals 
and uh, would I be okay keeping everything uh, and raising everything? And yeah. with 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 some some species, I'm just you know I'm just not as into them. So I just I, there's no reason for me to breed it just because I have it. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, man. that's exactly right. Very good. That's a, that is what we preach around here, for sure. Preach, preach it. Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm going about the stuff the right way. I know I'm, I, um, I probably bother, or not bother, but I, I know I message, you know, people, some people a lot with a lot of different questions. Uh, so, but everybody has, you know, has those people they go to with their questions. And then, you know, yep. at, at this point, I've, I've got people who come to me with questions too that, that, or the same things I used to ask other people, uh, but I think that's just <laughs> which is always a weird feeling when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, I'm on the you other know, side of this now. No, I'm over the hill. Yeah, and like I have, you know, there was a there was a guy who was messaging me, a buddy, and he was like, "Hey, I've got this uh, this ball python that hadn't eaten in three weeks. What should I do?" And I'm like, "Let me see a picture of how big it is," because he because he was weighing it. Uh, like looking at the grams and stuff, and I haven't weighed any of my snakes ever, uh, and so I'm like, well, let me see it, and it's it's you know it's a it's a ball python, and uh, I'm like, well, I have this snake that hasn't eaten in three months, and it's a baby jungle carpet the size of a pencil, and I was like, so I'm in the same boat. I don't know. I'm trying all sorts of stuff, and I was like, you know, I can pass on the information that uh, that's been passed on to me, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. You know, they'll just let them do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think we're, we're about at that time. Yeah, we're at about an hour forty. Oh wow. So hour forty. Where can people follow you to see the awesome diamonds and all the other cool stuff? And all the awesome crap you got coming. Uh if you want to see my snakes, uh VVS Exotics uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh they're still fairly new pages. Uh but I've you know, I, I'm pretty active on them. I, I try and upload pictures pretty frequently on there. And hats off uh, to your photography, by the way. You take some really good pictures. Just for oh, GP. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I have. I, well, let me tell you, I, I've got a light box that I bought mm-hmm. off Amazon. It came with it. It came with all sorts of stuff, but it was like twenty five ninety nine. And it's for what it is, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. The only thing is, I'd like to use a back. Uh, or not back uh, a black background mm-hmm. but the one it came with is is um it's not matte enough if that makes sense like the light reflects off oh, of it too. Yeah. Oh, it's like yeah. that shiny nylon yeah yeah. yeah 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 so i mainly only use the white but it, it works really well I, I like i i personally like the white i think it's something different and it's it it, it adds you know everybody uses a black background and i i i like your i like your white your white style. Well, I like how, what it well, does thanks. to your pictures. I, I think they're really good. So, yeah. <clears> and, and there's, you know, depending on what you're looking at, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but all my snakes look different under different lighting. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. You know, you know, my, you know, my, my green tree, you know, I've got a yellow, like ambient light in my snake room and it looks super dark inside. But when I take it outside, you know, it's, it's yeah. lime green, you know, and then under my kitchen light, that's a fluorescent bulb. It looks completely different. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm experimenting with different stuff. I'm, I'm trying to get like, what's the most accurate representation of this animal. Yep. Um, and with, with the hardest are probably the diamonds. Um, because even it even wigs your eyes out. I mean, at times, you know, like in, in the snake room, they look green, uh, 
like the yellow looks like it looks green, but mm-hmm. then outside they look, they look like they're black and white. It just it just yeah. really just depends. But I yeah man, like I said, that was a, a cheap light box on Amazon. Uh, if anybody's looking to get one, uh, yeah, man, I definitely would recommend for how much it cost. Awesome, man. Well, we definitely really appreciate you coming on the show, and you know, we had a we had a great time, and uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, well, I, I like I said earlier, I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Um, you know, it was an honor. Uh, Easy to really, really appreciate that. Yeah, man, no Absolutely. doubt, no doubt. We'll have you on again sometime in the future for sure. All right, sure. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys a ton, and I'm sure we'll be in touch and run into each other uh, at the next Carpet Fest or something. Definitely. Yeah, man, sounds good. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, have a good evening. Take care. Bye. Yeah, you as well. Episode 70 in the books. 70. It's a good one. Yeah. Brian's a, Brian's a solid dude, VVS Exotics. Next one's going to be our one-on-one anniversary show, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. It can be. Cool. Special thanks to the man, the myth, the legend of Colorado, Sean Sean Wagner, Wagner, and Pete Cages and Exotics, exotics. and Steve Steve Snakeshuary, Steve Kennedy. So, wow. I'll tell you what you can do. You hit up Sean, get one of his racks, get a cage. Then while you're building that, enjoy some venom hot sauce. Get some hot, some boneless yeah. wings. Yeah, get or some, some boneless bone-in wings. wings or some bone in wood. However you like your wings, man. Take take those wings. Just dip it, dip it in that sauce, man. Just lather it up, man. Enjoy it. Like a cold beer. Yeah. Seltzer, whatever you're into. You can use it as a reward after you're done building your your you rack or cage. Glory. And while you enjoy your 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 wings and cottonmouth sauce, you can watch your animals love the absolutely amazing cages and racks that Sean makes, and yes. you can just you'd be a happy camper. Mm-hmm. I tell you, if you don't do this, it, I mean, what are you doing? I know this is this is happiness. I'm describing. You're gonna to use you. Cholula, gross. Yeah, no, Ugh. you're gonna use Steve Snakeshuary venom sauce. Venom sauce. Cholula doesn't come in five different no. flavors. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have cool labels on it either. They don't have cotton mouth. Ain't got no coral snake. Ain't got no cane break. No blood orange. Mm. Mm. Chipotle. Yeah. They don't have that. Tabasco no. doesn't even touch it. Sorry. Nope. Yeah, I hear Tabasco. And he's from Louisiana, so you know. He knows his hot he sauce. He does hot sauce right. He does it right. Those dudes in Louisiana. That's the only way to do it. They don't, they, don't, they don't screw around when it comes no. to hot stuff. No. They're experts. They're pros. Yeah. They know better than anyone. It is delicious. So so go get go get yourself a bottle or two. SteveStationary.com. Yeah. And MP Cajun Exotics. On Facebook and Instagram. Website to come. Check them out, man. We just got our racks in. Justin's already built his. I haven't been I haven't gotten around to building mine yet. I'm getting another one in hopefully Monday. So I gotta redo my whole room before I build I anything. So. Put mine together, it took no time. I had mine together in like maybe 45 minutes. I actually have to put my heat tape in, unlike you did. So, why? That's good to add because I don't have back heat. I got uh, I got to snake mine through the rack. Can you help me do that on my AP one? Yeah. Cause I'm gonna screw it up. Yeah, sure. Guaranteed. 
I don't know. Hit up AP and see if you're supposed to use tape because Sean told me to use double-sided tape when I put my... It comes with some, I think. Oh, it did? I don't know. Okay. But I haven't, I haven't attached tape yet, and I know I'm going to jack it up. Yeah. So. I, I, I did it on my V70 from I'm, Reptile Basics. I had to snake. I'm a back heat guy. Yeah. I almost kind of wish I went that route, but... I went with Sean, all of Sean's recommendations. I kind of let him for this rack. I let him kind of tell me what he think was best. I think when I do a bigger tub, because I want to do a 110 quart Sterilite rack eventually with Sean. And I think with that, I'll do back heat. But big things to come, man. This is, this is just the beginning. We are just cracking yeah. the ice, tip breaking the seal, breaking the seal, sticking the tip in. You know what I mean? That's it's just the beginning. Oh, it's just the man. start of something beautiful. On that note, I'm Justin Smith with Little Coast Exotics. It's Jacob Ross, JLB Morelia. Episode seventy. Don't forget to put your tip in. Ooh.